0: Welcome to the Nitty Gritty Reviews podcast. I am Rachel and today I have with me here a special guest co-host Em. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about the 1978 horror classic, Halloween. I'm pretty excited to talk about this one. It's, of course, having a big 40th anniversary coming up in uh, October soon and uh, has this big sequel coming out everyone's been talking about. Uh, So it's a big year for the franchise, and I'm excited to to go back to the beginning and talk about it.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a good one.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, So before we delve into the grid and start talking about the the nitty-gritty of this episode and what works and what doesn't, uh, what are some of your... General associations, or do you know the first time you saw this movie? Anything to to kind of get the conversation going a little bit?
1: I will try to address all those questions. (laughs) With this, I'm so excited to talk about everything. So, you have more questions? I will answer all of them. (laughs) I was trying to figure out like when I first saw this, and I think it was around like when I was in fifth or sixth grade. Whatever year that was. Okay. Wildly inappropriate. (laughs) That's a little young. (laughs) I don't want to say my parents were bad parents, but like half the things I watched as a kid, like I don't know where they were and like someone should like put the kibosh on it. But also I super enjoyed all of it. So I don't know. I don't know where that leaves me.
0: Yeah. Well, I started watching X-Files in third grade. So okay. I mean, I guess that's a TV show. Not quite the same as a R-rated slasher horror movie, but
1: But like ooky spooky uh, stuff. Yeah. Adult themes. And I think it was, like, the TV, the TV version. So, like okay. it was, like, edited down. Yeah. Okay. Which, like, surprisingly, there's not much to be censored out of this.
0: Yeah, really not. A couple of boob shots, and that's about it. Maybe a little bit of swearing?
1: Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But, like, so, fifth or sixth grade, and this was like the first film that really cemented my love of horror. All right. And it really got me invested in, like, not invested, but interested in the other big franchises. And I, you know, went and saw a bunch of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies and a bunch of the Friday the thir- 13th movies and just, just started, like, exploring the different big names in it. And
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: I could keep talking, but <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's it's getting
0: <laughs> out of control already. <laughs> oh, I think for me, I th- I think I had only seen this movie once before, and I think it was in high school, and I think it was with you, but I could be wrong on that one because I know I kind of just went on like a big phase where I just, like you said, went through all the franchises, saw all the big ones, and I don't remember which ones I watched with you and which ones were just kind of binging on my own.
1: I feel like we did see it together.
0: It's that seems really familiar. So if we both feel like that's familiar, I'm gonna say that's canon. (laughs)
1: <laughs> done
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah this was only the second time I think that I had seen it and, and definitely the first in many many years um, so I'm excited to, to go through the grid and see kind of what worked, what resonates and uh, maybe what doesn't um, but I'll say right off the bat this movie got a higher score than I thought it would
1: yeah it was higher than I was expecting from me too
0: alright so with that said should we delve on into the grid
1: I am ready
0: alright so the first category is going to be writing, plot, and genre. Um, do you have any any outliers with this one? Anything that was either uh, a really low score or really high score comparatively?
1: I don't. They're all pretty much in the same little cluster. Okay. Which is weird because I have strong feelings across the board. Yeah. <laughs> From like, you know, things that were not so hot, not so great, up to like things oh. that I absolutely loved about it. Yeah. So it was interesting that they all kind of like clustered up in in the higher end of the par- higher part of the grid.
0: Yeah, that was kind of uh, true for me as well. I I do have a few. Eh, no, sorry, I was looking at my grid and realized what I was about to say is not accurate. <laughs> Mine are a little bit more more spread out than that. They're not quite clustered, but all pretty high. Nothing fell below expectations. Um, which kind of surprised me for a, a low budget horror movie from the seventies. Like you would think, like especially because we recently we had just watched *Night of the Living Dead*. and I'm like, I get why this is a classic, and I get why it's like something everyone should see. But oof! And so I was kind of bracing myself to be like, okay, now we're taking that same thing only instead of zombies, now we have teen slasher movies. How is this gonna work? Hold up, pretty good.
1: Yeah, apparently those ten years between the two movies. Yeah. There were drastic changes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That does not seem like enough time. It seems like it should be a bigger gap. But yeah, that's a weird way of looking at it. Slash an accurate way of looking at it. But (laughs) I did give kind of along that same train of thought, the highest score that I had was for genre cliches, tropes, and twists. Because this is definitely, I mean, it's got the, it's got all of them. It's got the cliches. It's got the tropes. Um, and a lot of them weren't even new in 1978, like you have a lot of like Hitchcockian things going on Which I think is really interesting and I've, throughout the, the other categories we'll get a lot more into it But um, I mean there's definitely a strong Hitchcock influence there and you know all these other horror movies that came before but then it's also establishing this very specific sub sub-genre, subgenre of teen slasher horror movies Um, So I gave it 8.5 for for all of the things that it did Um, Both, you know, taking these tropes that already existed And, you know, taking them in a slightly different direction As far as establishing the the teen slasher Sure Um, It sounds like you had a a lot to say And a lot that you really liked Is there anything you want to jump into next?
1: I guess for me, plot structure was just so strong I say that and I gave it an 8 I stand by that That's fair, yeah This was the first viewing, and I've probably seen this first one three times at least, if not four or five. And I had never noticed the little telling details along the way, or little, like, the information they give you along the way. So, like, on Lori's dad's car, there's Strode's Realty, and on the truck that's broken down, Phelps Garage, and all those things that tie everything together. Yeah. Without going into a huge, long, exposition-y ramble. Absolutely. And just, it was, like, so neatly done and kept things concise and simple and didn't overcomplicate things. They're just like, he's crazy, he likes to stab.
0: <laughs> I think that was one of my complaints, because I also thought the plot structure was, um, was was very strong, and particularly for being a teen horror movie, I, I had kind of low expectations, I'll admit. Um, But I gave it a seven because I thought everything, you know, everything made sense. Everybody did what it seemed like they should do in that situation for the most part, other than dropping the damn knife 20 times. But
1: I like how she can perfectly carve a pumpkin. (laughs) But the second it's a life or death situation, she just tosses it away. Yeah. And there were several knives like she had chances to like she had her choices.
0: Right. Yeah, you're in a whole house. There's other... Like, you don't have to just take his weapon. Go to the kitchen. It's I, an arsenal.
1: I think that's the name of the game, though, is you have to... It's like hot potato. You have to... <laughs> you can't just bring a new knife in. It's, that's not fair.
0: I suppose so. I didn't look at it that way. <laughs> uh, but I did think every time... Well, every time we'd already established this was like the second time I saw it. But I just have questions about Michael Myers that I don't feel like answered sufficiently where i'm just like like is he supernatural at all so it sure seems like it but that doesn't really make sense in this world like he just keeps getting up and walking away
1: yeah and i keep i always every time i watch i kind of go back and forth like because there's a line of like where, where dr loomis is like the devil's in him and i'm like maybe he's by b- being hyperbolic maybe he literally means it maybe he's like he's possessed by the devil and like that's why he's who he is and how he's doing this. And, and I'm like, well, maybe it's just a horror movie and he's just super resilient.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know I can't take things too seriously, <laughs> but...
1: It's fair, too, though. And it's fun to critique. <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah, so that's the main reason I didn't give plot structure even higher, because I would have probably um, gone into the outstanding range pretty easily. But all those questions about Michael Myers and it's just like, what is he? I mean, they kept saying, like, oh, he's evil. I'm like, okay, I need more than that. Like, that's too abstract or something. Like, yeah, he's doing very, very evil things, but, like, why and how? I don't know. Again, might be asking too much out of a horror slasher movie, but, are oh, the kind of questions I ask and that I would prefer to have answered if possible. Yeah, and I don't
1: remember, like, those being really addressed in any of, like, the... The sequels or the the films that followed this, yeah. It's just yeah. I guess they're just like it's it is what it is. Yeah. And they're happy hmm. with it. I'm not sure. I totally am. One thing I that kind of like bumped up that um, the plot structure score was that they used phones so much in this. At first, I wasn't sure. But I'm like, no, like, it makes sense. And they always get frustrated when people are, you know, in a dire situation in these movies and they don't use the phone. Right. <laughs> or they don't try to use the phone. They just are exactly. just like, no one's here to help us. I'm like, yeah, but you have a cell phone. <laughs> or back then, you know, you have a landline, like.
0: Yeah, like I said, it really just seemed like like people did what they should do in that. Well, except for the only part where I got mad, and this is probably sadly too realistic. But when she's, like, asking for help and she's, like, banging on the door like turn on the porch light. Look at her through the blinds, and then like slowly lift the blinds back up, and then turn the porch light off and ignore. I'm like, ah, like I know the bystander effect is real. I know this is a real thing, but like, like this is a neighborhood where everybody knows each other. They're constantly like, oh, go down to this person's house and and do such so. so I'm like, did she just go to the one person's house that like they're like, oh, I don't know you,
1: especially on Halloween. Yeah, where you know that's the thing. People are going to ring your doorbell or knock.
0: Yeah,
1: and maybe. There's some Riley punks out there, riled up punks that are just, you know, tormenting someone. Like, if it was a rural area on like a random Tuesday, yeah. sure. Be a little bit more cautious. But if it's, you know, Laurie Strode, whose dad runs the real deal company, like.
0: Right. And who's clearly injured. Like, she was bleeding and limping at that point. Like, it's just, I don't know. That yeah. just, I think that just made me mad because I'm like, yeah, that probably is what would happen in real life more than anything. But I'm just like, come on.
1: No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was interesting that she just tried the one house.
0: Yeah. And that she went there before going to the house where it's like, you have the keys to another house. But does it really... Like, she could go inside any house. I'm like, we've already seen he's gonna punch through walls or whatever he's doing, cut through walls with a knife and then punch his hand through it, I guess, is a thing you can do with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I don't know... that that would have done much good anyway. Plus, nobody locked their damn doors. I know it was 1978. That was, like, a thing. People didn't lock their doors then. But, like, not even on Halloween. Especially when they're constantly, like, all these kids. And it's, like, these major crimes, like, stealing an entire headstone. All those damn kids. And breaking into a hardware store and stealing masks, knives, and ropes. You know, those kids always doing silly things. Like... What can someone do with those three things?
1: Play a real life version of Clue. <laughs> yeah. That really bothered me, though. When the, the police officer was just like shrugging about like list, after listing those off, it's like, no. Right. Okay, one is kind of silly. The other two are serious. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Especially in like such a small town that probably doesn't see that much crime, I would imagine. I mean, not that every small town is like that, but that's, that's the image I got from the way they talked about the town. On the, from what we saw.
1: Yeah, it had a very, like, almost Sunnydale vibe to it.
0: Yeah. But then, all oh, those darn kids. Always doing their silly pranks and stuff. And I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah, no one was particularly smart in this movie besides Lori and Michael. <laughs> like, the friends, I could not stand.
0: Yeah. Oh, the one friend, I already Linda. forgot her name. No, I thought it was Annie. The one who, like, spilled butter on her shirt. Wasn't that Annie?
1: I think... I Oh, goodness.
0: I think it was, because then they kept looking for Annie. It's like, oh, I thought she'd be home by now.
1: You're right, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, she was, like, what was that? Like, she was wearing an, an outer shirt and an undershirt, spilled a little bit of butter on her outer shirt, proceeds to completely strip down to her underwear, put on a stranger's shirt, and go wash her clothes in the laundry room.
1: Like, I've spilled... Like, a, you know, like a tumbler of coffee on myself. Then been like, you know what? I don't have time. I'm wearing it to work.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, huh? I'll say it happened in the car. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, and it was just butter. Like, I could see taking the outer shirt off if you want to try and hand, hand wash it. Sure. She was the worst babysitter. I mean, they were all kind of bad babysitters. Lori was pretty good, except when she left them alone. But, like, they were awful. Like, why do they keep, they apparently keep getting asked back?
1: Which I don't understand because, like, they're in the house for 10 minutes, Annie and Paul, and they make a huge mess. Oh, yeah. Linda has, no, Annie, Linda and Paul, Annie is the one that was by herself going to get Paul. Oh, no. I'm just
0: <laughs> yeah, Annie was gonna go get Paul, and then there was Linda, Bobby. Maybe?
1: Bobby, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So Annie and Bobby, and Linda and Paul.
0: <laughs> no, Annie Wait, and Paul, Linda Annie. and Bobby.
1: Okay, so Linda was the one was the original babysitter.
0: No, Annie wasn't. Annie went to go get Paul, right?
1: Because whoever went to like who was going to get Paul, she died before she could pick him up, and then the other couple came.
0: Yeah, and the other couple was. Linda
1: and Bobby. Yeah, so Linda and Bob, Annie and Paul, or is it? I <laughs> Annie thought and I thought Bobby? it was that
0: one. I thought it was Linda, Bob, Annie,
1: Paul. Okay, and Annie was the original babysitter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Annie is there, making popcorn, but the kitchen's destroyed. And the thing is, like, if you spill butter on yourself, it's not gonna, like, it might stain a little bit, but it's an easy stain to get out, and it fades. And it's not like a huge dark stain, like.
0: Yeah, and it was on a busy plaid shirt. It's not like it was a white shirt. I still don't know why she took her
1: pants off. (laughs) Like, for real. It was, yeah. (laughs) I couldn't help myself the entire time watching that. And all of her scenes, I just kept being like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this?
0: Yeah, she was pretty bad.
1: And I couldn't tell how intoxicated any of them were. Yeah. Or if they just weren't bright.
0: It was really hard to tell because they didn't look intoxicated at all. And we only see Annie, like, take a few hits of a joint and that's it. And then Linda is, like, chugging beers. And somehow Annie seems way more intoxicated <laughs> than Linda, was like, perfectly calm and composed and somehow sober after at least two beers. I'm assuming drunk very quickly by a high school students would would get you somewhere
1: for sure yeah like it's the beauty of being a new drinker <laughs> <laughs> your tolerance is like non-existent
0: <laughs> yeah. and they just yeah and they just destroyed that house like they just went up to who know who's bedroom and just had tons of sex like full on in the bed and clothes everywhere and i'm just like beer cans everywhere and raiding the fridge of a stranger's house. It's not even the house that they were babysitting. They were not invited into this house.
1: And did they know the kids for sure weren't there either?
0: They did at that point.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, cuz Annie or no, uh Lori called. Okay. And was like, "Oh yeah, Lindsay, that was her name." Why do all these people have the most generic names in the world? <laughs> She's Sorry to anybody with these names. It's not a bad thing. It's just hard to keep track of in a movie. But yeah, Lindsay was at the house. So she's like, oh yeah, Lindsay's over here. Annie went to get Paul. And they're like, oh, we're alone. Now we can do it like animals. I'm like, you were going to do that anyway. Who are you kidding?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was like Halloween, but like subtitle Animal House. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. Well, like, This, all of these characters, the whole, the whole lot of them. Yeah. I feel like we have moved on to a different category.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I guess we are dipping into character a little bit here. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add for writing plot and genre?
1: Okay. I have a huge, uh, yeah, uh, there was a big question I kept like trying to figure out. So Michael Myers was locked up for 15 years. Yes. And it started when he was six. Yes. In the credits... It said Michael Myers, age 23. Yeah, that and doesn't add up. There's two missing years.
0: That would be a mistake in the writing. Or I guess a mistake in the crediting. Something.
1: I just couldn't figure it out. So you see his face for a second. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like the face of a 21-year-old. He seems closer to, like, upper 20s, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that was just, like, the one thing where I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah. So he's 21. But he, it was, it was a minor thing to only see his face for a second. And then like, I don't think ever again, really.
0: Yeah, it's the only time other than as a kid. I may be very, very, very brief glances at the mental hospital when he's escaping. But even like freeze framing it, I think it would be too blurry to see anything. I almost wonder if like, either they cast him. Although why would you go to the trouble of casting someone and being like, this is who we have to pick. And then only show his face versus such a brief amount of time. Unless they liked, like, his physicality so much or something. Maybe that's why they bumped up the age to but then the new 23. He still looked older than 23. Or maybe they originally had the kid be older. And then they're like, no, it's creepier if he's six, not eight. And then they just forgot to change the credits. I don't know what happened there. Or just an oversight. I don't know.
1: I'm messing with the hard questions. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get to the bottom of this case. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, was there anything else you wanted to add for this category?
1: I'm all wrapped up. How about you?
0: <laughs> I think I'm good. Uh, what was your total score for writing plot and genre?
1: A respectable 7.8 exceeds expectations.
0: Right, I feel like this happens every time. I'm exactly one point off from you. Uh, <laughs> one point lower this time, though. I got a 6.8 exceeds expectations, which seems about right. I, uh, was pleasantly surprised by how solid the script was. Yeah. All right, so that's going to bring us to writing characters. This one for me has some lower scores. Mm-hmm. I really just, I feel bad because I know not every movie is trying to do this, even though I kind of want every movie to do this, but it really didn't pay much attention to either character inner needs or character arcs.
1: Oh, for sure not. Like
0: there, there was none, even for... Like for a lot of movies like this, it can be interesting to look at it through the perspective of like, well, what does the villain want? Like what is Michael Myers' inner need? And sometimes, you know, my perspective can be changed if it's like, okay, the the protagonist doesn't have much going on, which is disappointing, but look at this interesting thing. And this movie kind of fell flat in both regards. Like there's there's a lot of potential there. And I, I had to go I had to go with Forrest for both. Cause it just, it didn't meet my expectations as much as I like the script and as much as I understand that not every movie needs to delve into these emotional needs. Like it would be nice to just like, it doesn't have to be the whole movie. It doesn't have to be the focus, but just give us something these characters need or some way for these characters to change.
1: Well, it was very clear what they needed. They needed a dick. (laughs) Yeah. It was a lot like Hocus Pocus where I'm just like, y'all are, y'all are boy crazy. And I'm like, this, with how close these friends are, I'm like, there has to be something else to talk about besides just, so, me and the boyfriend are i have been planning for a week to have sex. Don't mess this up for me. (laughs) There was that, and then, like, the dance, which at some point became part of...
0: Yeah, why was that aspect even there?
1: Yeah. And, like, I like how they chose Halloween night as, like, the night to focus on for having sex, not the night of the dance, which is, like, very stereotypically the night to have sex.
0: Yeah. I mean, if they were planning on, like, oh, you know, Billy Joe is... is throwing a, a big halloween party everyone's gonna be there and there's gonna be a makeout room or like whatever sure stereotypical i i clearly never went to any school <laughs> parties but
1: whatever kids do
0: <laughs> like if it was something like that where it's like oh halloween night everyone's gonna be there and then Lori's like no i gotta babysit these kids i'm not going like if it was more along that line sure then it could be like okay it makes sense for them to be talking about these things. It was like, oh, it's Halloween. We're not going to a party. We're too old to be trick-or-treating. And by the way, why was she not taking that kid trick-or-treating? That poor yeah. kid was, like, dressed as an astronaut? slash, kind of looked like Luke Skywalker, but he had an American <gasps> flag on his arm?
1: I thought he was, like, a. It was like almost a karate outfit, I thought.
0: It looked like a karate, but the American flag is what threw me off.
1: I, I don't understand costumes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I went astronaut, but I don't know where his helmet would be. Regardless, he was clearly in a costume.
1: If he was an astronaut, he wasn't a good astronaut. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe uh, they already went trick-or-treating, but then th- there was no reference to, like, candy.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. But the, I'm like, this whole situation would have been avoided if you just took this kid trick-or-treating instead of staying at home and watching scary movies that are probably inappropriate for his age.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> like... They were watching The Thing?
0: I think so. That's at least what the girl was watching. I think they were both watching it.
1: Did she have a costume?
0: I don't think so. She just looked like she was dressed as like, like she just got out of school, but was going to a private school. Like it looked like a school uniform, but why would you still be in your school uniform? And then why would you not go in a costume? So I don't know. Maybe she was dressed up as something and it just didn't come across.
1: Yeah. So character inner needs for me got a five, but babysitting skills got a zero. (laughs) Because there should be at least, like, one or two lines about, like, oh, we already went trick-or-treating, or, or, like, sort your candy, or, I don't know. I sorted my candy. I don't know if that's relatable.
0: I always did, too. (laughs) Do most kids not do (laughs) that? That was, like, a big part
1: of all of me. Like, that was, like, the highlight for me, but.
0: Yeah. You dump it all out, put it in piles, then you know what to trade. Mm Mm-hmm. And what to eat first, and then you know, because there's nothing worse than getting all this Halloween candy, and then having to pick through to find your favorite, and then realizing you already ate it all, because of course you eat your favorite first, and then you're stuck with a bunch of Skittles, which was never my favorite. Don't hate me, I know it's a lot of people's favorites, but I was all about the Reese's, peanut butter cups, and Snickers.
1: Because you're a good person.
0: Yeah. Um, So yeah, you gotta space it out. You gotta like have a favorite, and then have a couple you don't like as much, and then have a favorite smarties i also like smarties a lot oh, which which is kind of a weird one to like
1: they're good though
0: they're amazing
1: yeah for me it was like milky ways and um what's the other one um three musketeers
0: okay do so you like the uh what is that the marshmallow nougat center or whatever i do yeah yeah that was all about the peanut butter butter fingers that was another big one for me
1: I still, to this day, have a love-hate relationship with Butterfingers.
0: Now I do. As a kid, I think I liked it even more than peanut butter cups. And now I'm like, it's got a weird texture, and it's not even really peanut butter.
1: And it's a commitment, because you eat it, and then you have to, like, go to the bathroom and, like, clean your teeth. Yeah. It's a process. (laughs) It's like eating crab. Like, you have to have your (laughs) toolkit. makes sense but yeah there was like no like other kids had candy these kids did not it's yeah. very upsetting it
0: was weird
1: i feel like something
0: was yeah we put a little bit off topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, halloween in general
0: <laughs> i mean tis the season um was there anything for you that got got lower scores
1: character arcs got it too.
0: fair enough yeah it was
1: essentially non-existent
0: yeah there was nothing
1: like the only thing i could figure out as a character arc was michael myers wanted to escape then he did escape and he got his dab on and that was that was all i could figure out for a character arc
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I just like, feel like that's what his inner dialogue is. Stappy stab, stab. Stab, stab. <laughs> <laughs> and he had like a hundred knives. Like, I don't understand how he could like carry so many on his body. Yeah,
0: I don't quite know how that worked.
1: Was there a purse we never saw?
0: <laughs> Maybe.
1: Maybe he stole like Annie or Linda's purse and just started carrying the knives around in them. <laughs> I
0: mean, if it works, it works. <laughs> uh, well, was there anything for you then that got got a higher score than anything else?
1: Okay, so I gave dialogue a seven. Okay. It wasn't great all the way through. Like, there were ups and downs and confusing moments. <laughs> but there were so many... I found myself, like, laughing out loud a lot and just really enjoying so much of, like, Loomis and, like, Laurie dialogue that I was willing to overlook more of its flaws.
0: Okay.
1: Not enough to get, like, above a seven, but I felt a seven yeah. was Okay.
0: Okay. That's fair what about you i gave for dialogue let's see i gave it just a solid five uh, i think i had pretty much the same train of thought as you i just uh it a little differently in my score like i felt like there was definitely uh, definitely things i really liked within the dialogue and that would have pushed it probably pretty close to that seven range um but then there was just some really, the really bad dialogue i think i was just I was less forgiving, and I'm like, eh, this is going to even each other out. There's really bad and really good, so I'm just going to call it a five.
1: That's fair. Amy and Linda.
0: That's the biggest hits right there. I mean, there was, like, a whole scene where I think it was Linda talked for, like, two minutes straight about how, like, you don't need books. (laughs) It was all she said, and it was, like, it had to have
1: been... Yeah, she was just listing off different school subjects.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I forget my math book. Sometimes I forget my chemistry book. Sometimes I forget my physics book. Who needs books? I don't need books. Do you need books? No! It went on for so long. And granted, the focus of that scene was supposed to be, hey, look at that weird dude driving by. But still, I'm like, why is this conversation still happening? It was so bad.
1: It was an impressively bad conversation. I have now seen what it's like to be in her head. <laughs> I Never want to go back.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I think what they were trying to do is push the like, yeah, the narrative of like, Lori's so smart. She's smarter than all of her friends. See, look how dumb they are. Like, I'm like, we really didn't need all this. Like, all we really needed to know is that she babysits instead of going out on the weekends and that she was upset she forgot her chemistry book or whatever. And wanted to go back to get it. That's pretty much enough to put together the pieces of like, okay, I know what kind of student you are. I know what kind of teenager you are. Cool. Yeah. Don't need all this.
1: No. And it's like one of the few things that either of them said that wasn't about boys.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so much. Which granted, teenage girls, uh, having been one, I, I get it. But the extent and the... Just the <laughs> like, I was... <laughs> I never talked about boys the way they talk about <laughs> amount-wise, probably. But it was more like, "Oh, he's cute," or "What do you think of him?" Not like, "We're gonna, we're gonna bang it out, literally," <laughs> and you know, "Don't mess this up because you know we have a plan, working it out for a week." Like it's like, who, ta- what are you even, what? <laughs> like it was just weird the way they did it.
1: Like maybe later in life, like in, when you're like thirty or forty, or super busy. Yeah, you have to, maybe, maybe then it's like a scheduling of issue. <laughs> but in high school, not so much. They didn't seem to have a lot going on.
0: I mean, I guess I got the logistics of like parents, where it's like, one well, we can't go to his house, can't go to her house. But at least one of them had a car. Yeah. That's why that's a stereotype. <laughs> like, just drive somewhere.
1: It's a mobile bed.
0: Right. I mean, <laughs> teenagers can sleep anywhere. It'll be fine. So my highest within this... Category. I actually gave, <laughs> after all that bashing, I gave character likability pretty high, which after talking about Linda and Annie so much, I kind of want to lower it. But I think I'm going to, kind of like you with dialogue, I think I'm going to keep it. Um, I gave it an 8.5 because I really liked Lori. She was just really relatable and really smart. Like I mean, I know that was like her whole thing, but they could have easily just been like, I like school. And then just have her be an idiot the whole time. And it's like, do you really? Do you really like school? Because what have you learned? Now that you learned how to evade serial killers in school. But still, like, but she actually seemed like she knew what to do in an emergency and did it right and in a smart way. So. Yeah. I don't know. I liked that aspect. And even Michael Myers, who obviously you're not supposed to like, per se. He's like,
1: an enjoyable villain.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, like I... I'm weirdly intrigued by the evil children trope, like that I'm just kind of a sucker for it. Like, it's just like, ooh, this is super creepy and I'm super fascinated. And okay, I I can go along with this, Um, which I think is part of why I'm like, but why didn't they explain it more? I want to know more about why he was evil. Cause I don't know that whole like, oh, he's just evil. I'm like, but why? There's always, you don't just start at six with like, I'm going to stab my sister to death. Yeah, it
1: was an isolated incident, (laughs) where they're telling details.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, there's just, yeah, something had to have happened to that kid, in combination with being a sociopath, I'm sure. Like, you don't just, even if you're incredibly abused, most people aren't going to jump to murdering their sister at six years old, you know. But then it didn't even seem like he was in an abuse. I mean, we see his family for like two seconds, but it didn't seem like an unhealthy vibe like the you know the sister never said anything like you better get out of here my parents you know how they get like there was no hints of that not that there had to be I'm just this is my this is my problem with movies where I'm just like I want to know why they're like that tell me why and we don't get that with this movie which is perfectly fine and obviously I still liked the character because I still gave it a high score but I just want to know more because I don't know evil kids Kids doing evil things is maybe a better way of phrasing it. It's interesting to me, and I want to know more.
1: I would not recommend the omen then. That <laughs> <Except laughs> basically is explanation. Like this kid is is evil. He's the he's the devil.
0: But at least that's like an explanation. Like where it's like, well, he's the Antichrist.
1: What you gonna do?
0: Yeah. So like, it's kind of like oh, okay. That's all the explanation I need. Like even something like that with this movie.
1: Okay. I'd so be just... like.
0: Okay, yeah, it doesn't need to be, I mean, I prefer the more psychological explanations and the more, I don't know, getting more about character as opposed to just like, oh yeah, this supernatural thing works, but I take it, like, at least it's an explanation.
1: Got it, okay.
0: But, yeah, how did you feel about the, uh, the character likability? I know you really didn't like Linda and Annie.
1: <laughs> yeah, so character likability got a six from me. That's still good, though. And, like, it would have been a lot higher, but... Everyone besides, like, Michael, Laurie, and Loomis, like, dragged way down. Yeah. I just, I just couldn't with all of them.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Like I said, I wasn't really thinking about, really the only ones that bothered me were, were Annie and Linda. And I guess Bobby, but we didn't even really see him that much. But.
1: He should have been more like Paul. Just n- <laughs> yeah. never, never seen on camera.
0: Yeah, I just hear his voice a few times. It's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. That was plenty for me. Yeah. Yeah
0: uh well was there anything else you wanted to add for writing characters
1: um i think i got in all i wanted to talk about
0: all right what did your final score come out to
1: a 5.4
0: same here actually wow
1: oh it's funny uh, exactly
0: 5.4 so that's going to bring us to acting and casting i don't even know where to begin with this one <laughs> is there anything anything that jumps off the page for you as far as as wanting to talk about first
1: i'll go i'll start with my lowest okay which was face acting
0: Okay.
1: And it got a three.
0: Wow, that's a big difference from what I gave it. Why did you give it so low?
1: No one seemed to really emote everyone. I would say everyone. I mean, like, most of the primary secondary characters. They only seemed to, like, move their face in any way after they had died. <laughs> and it was always this most the most ridiculous face you could make. And I'm like, that's... That's what you chose to do. <laughs> and it just like everything like leading up to that, like it was just sort of like, meh, nothing jumped out. It just seemed sort of, I don't know. Okay,
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, <laughs> I gave it a seven, <laughs> which is
1: the same score, really, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is probably too generous. But I mostly this is another category where I was pretty much just thinking about Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori. Because I thought her facial expressions throughout were were pretty on point. Like even things like, you know, like when she's talking on the phone, like, oh, I asked that boy out for you. You're going to go to the dance with him. She like, you know, gets all flustered and is like, no, you better tell him you were joking. Like, that's not what I wanted you to do. And like, I thought her facial expressions there were really good. And then, of course, like when, you know, Michael Myers gets in the picture and she's screaming and running away and in pain like i just thought she you know there's a reason she's been in so many horror movies like oh yeah but yeah so i mostly the seven is like pretty much all just for her
1: i did love jamie lee curtis throughout this movie all of the things that she did and all that stuff but it was everyone didn't, else yeah i didn't make yeah. up for
0: everyone else that's for sure. fair yeah i did give my highest for this one was for casting main characters which was pretty much, again, all just for Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah. I actually, I'm going to uh, show my naivete here. I'm sure everybody in the world knows this. Now I feel bad if you don't know this. And then I'm like, I don't know. But um, did you know that Jamie Lee Curtis is Janet Lee's daughter? Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah, everybody knows this. And then I'm like, what? That's cool. I didn't know that. But, yeah, I thought that that was pretty cool. Especially with all of the uh, all the Hitchcock nods between the Oh yeah. music and the use of the knife and... All that, and then to have Janet Lee's daughter, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, What was your highest within this category?
1: It was also for casting main characters. Okay. It got a ten. All right. I I love Curtis. It's Lee Curtis. I guess Lee Curtis.
0: Middle name is even Lee. Of course, she's Janet Lee's daughter.
1: And like she did, she's what made this series, this franchise. Like I know Michael Myers, but like if she wasn't a great actress and like didn't deliver then it probably wouldn't have been as, like, iconic as it is now.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Because, like, the guy that did, you know, Michael Myers, like, the body movements were great, all that. But, like, you needed that person with a dialogue that you could, like, relate with more. And, and I forgot, like, in this first movie how Dr. Loomis doesn't really do a whole lot besides yeah. just exposition.
0: Yeah. I'm standing behind bushes to scare kids. So. <laughs>
1: But who hasn't done that?
0: <laughs> I guess to be fair, he wasn't standing behind bushes to scare kids, but he was standing behind bushes and then scared kids.
1: I mean, he had the the police on his side, so he I'm sure he was he was feeling bold.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, it's like secondary characters got a five in in contrast.
0: Yeah, yeah, mine. I gave him. I gave it a six. I was like, nobody was bad, but pretty much could have replaced him with anybody.
1: I'm happy they weren't going over the top with the acting, but something would have been better. Like, yeah. It just seemed like one or two steps above, like, community theater. Okay. Like, yeah. it just seemed sort of like they were just, um...
0: They were just reading their lines kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't...
1: Oh, that was the word, lethargic. It almost seemed like they were super lethargic throughout this, and I'm like, I had to do a little bit more than that. I know you're stoned, but...
0: <laughs> they didn't even act stoned, though. no. Uh, well, what was your or I guess suggested, Was there anything you wanted to add for for acting and casting before we give our total scores?
1: Um, I think I'm a, I think I'm good. Right. Yeah. So uh,
0: what was your your total then?
1: A six point two. Okay.
0: Well, we are really close on this one. Six point four for me.
1: Oh whoa. Yeah. It'll be interesting now to see where the totals land up.
0: I know I'm very curious. Cause we were a little off. We're off by a full point on plot and genre, and the others have been very very close so far. Um, so that's going to bring us... I'm actually weirdly excited to talk about this category. I didn't expect to like it so much. I'll say that right off the bat. Um, so I am unexpectedly excited to talk about cinematography lighting.
1: Yes. Yeah, that was... I, I'm, I'm, I'm very similar with you. Or I guess I forgot that aspect of this movie or never paid that much attention to it, but...
0: Yeah. Like, it just did some really interesting things. Like, especially with, like, the... Like, not necessarily, like, what you see in shadow versus what you don't, because, like, that's pretty typical for a horror movie, less so at the time, but, like, okay, yeah, sometimes he's in shadow and then he emerges or, you know, that, that was kind of expected. But then just, like, like it almost had, like, a, a film noir feel to it at times with the way shadows were used and then, like, the colors within the lighting, like have all these cool lights and then like the warm light coming through the door and it's like oh no what's gonna be in that room like the lighting really really played a part in in everything
1: so much yeah like it was like nine down the board for me um because it was just so phenomenal and it just it felt realistic but also it was just so pretty to look at and it just really helps set the mood and whether it was like trying to be ominous And, like, I noticed, like, so many, like, really beautiful shadows throughout the movie. And, like, even when it was, like, super dark, it was still, like, super well lit. And, like, it wasn't just, like, pitch dark. It was strategically lit. So, like, it it was more eerie than just pitch darkness.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just the... And I think especially because it was such a low-budget movie... I feel like lighting is one of those things. It's like, man, if you got a low budget, lighting is probably going to be one of the things that doesn't get paid attention to that really should. And this was, like, a case where I was, like, I went into it expecting it to be not very good, and then it not only, like, it's like, oh, this is, like, okay, everything looks pretty good. And it's like, oh, this is actually really good. Like, it was, like, it's not just that I was expecting it to be just kind of down the line average and then it was good it's like i was kind of expecting it to be bad and then it was like beautiful
1: yeah and just like the the way they use lighting like when laurie goes into the the house where annie and laurie and or not annie laurie uh annie and linda and bobby and polly and all of them <laughs> Yeah. and she doesn't turn any lights on i'm like screaming like turn the lights on <laughs> and she doesn't and then i just like, like that she goes all the way upstairs through the house and pit you know in the dark house and they, they they use it to, you know, really build that suspense and...
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah,
1: it was it was good.
0: Yeah. I always feel bad when things are good. It's like, it was really good! And then that's, like, the extent of it. I mean, we have more to say than that, obviously, but, like, I wish we had more. Like, man, when there's a criticism, it's so easy to go on and on and on and, and talk about it. But then when something's good, it's so easy to be like, well, it was good.
1: It was just so satisfying. I can't really... Find any place where I wished it, like, bumped it up more, or where it really dragged, or...
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I gave, um, not quite as high as you, but I was between an 8 and a 9 on everything. Okay. Um, basically, uh, beauty and realism brought it down to an 8, and then I gave overall lighting an 8.5 to kind of compensate, and then mood and storytelling was were easy 9s for me. I considered going even higher, and I just... I don't know, gut feeling more than anything. It was like, you know, I don't think it quite goes higher than a nine, but it was really solid. I don't know why I went through every single subcategory. I just feel like there's got to be more to say about it because I loved it so much and I was so excited to talk about it. And it's like, well, I guess we said everything in just a couple minutes, which is fine. I yeah. just...
1: I mean, like Linda, Annie, and Bobby, like like their lighting could have been better. They all seemed sort of dim. <laughs> but
0: I'm <bummed. laughs> Alright, was well, there anything else you want to add for lighting then? Oh no, I'm good. Alright, as you said, 9's down the line?
1: Yes, yeah, so surprisingly an average of 9.
0: Alright, uh, mine came out to a little bit lower on this on 8.5 for me, is what it averaged out to.
1: Not a huge difference. Not too huge, yeah. Because I feel like once it gets up into like the outstanding perfect range, it's it's just like splitting hairs. And...
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so this is going to bring us to the next category, which is going to be cinematography, camera work. And this one, uh, unfortunately is one of those ones where I'm like, everything was pretty good, but I don't think I have a single specific thing to, to say How about you.
1: So like I gave a high scores. There was just one flaw that I found that really did bother me. Again, I've seen this movie several times. And after the first time I'm like, Oh, the first scene that we see is the POV of young Michael Myers. Who's not that tall. But the camera is showing, like, looking down at the oven, down at the dining table, It's very more of like an adult's height than yeah. the height of a child. And it just bothered me. I'm like, if we're going to do POV, why not go closer to the ground?
0: Yeah. I also think I had actually kind of, uh, I had forgotten about that opening scene, so I'm glad you brought it up. Because that was... One thing I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, if it was just a little bit of POV, I'd be like, okay, interesting. But it was so... Like, I mean, the whole scene, for the most part, or maybe... Was it just the whole scene was POV? Like, until, yeah. until he walks out of the house, at least. Um, like, that scene was so much creepier when we see the little kid. Because, like, you can tell it's a little kid. You see his little hand and, you know, he picks up a toy or whatever. The mask I guess, he picks up off the ground. Like, you can tell it's a kid... But if we're able to see, him, like, just this little kid, like, playing with toys, sees a knife, picks it up, walks in his sister's Or maybe we don't even see the knife. Maybe he has his hand behind his back the whole scene or something. He's just walking around the house with his hand behind his back. And then all of a sudden, like, that would have been so much creepier if it's, like, especially if you didn't know anything about this movie going into it. And it's like, oh, man, when's the killer going to show up? Oh, that's the killer? Oh, shit. Like, that would have been. Yeah. I feel like I would have liked that better than than the whole pov thing
1: yeah it was just awkward yeah like it was an interesting concept
0: and i feel like if they had done the pov late like especially with the mask like it was kind of interesting being like like they were really drawing attention to it's like oh he's put on this mask now he's looking through a mask and then when he escapes he's of course gonna put on a mask but then we never see that pov again like it would have been Interesting, like, like I, I don't know, especially because he was so voyeuristic in the beginning. Like, there were so many scenes where it's just him driving by in the car. And you see a little, like, it's kind of POV. But it's... But not directly, if that makes sense.
1: No, yeah, because it was clearly in the back seat of the car. Exactly, yeah. And that was, that was, like, I wasn't happy about that.
0: Yeah, that was just weird. And yeah, if they just had, had more of, I guess if they just had POV shots... Not in the first scene, but then later, because he is just, I mean, he's essentially a speechless, faceless character. So instead of seeing his face, if we could see through his eyes a few times throughout the movie, not a lot, don't go crazy with it. But especially when he's being so voyeuristic in the beginning, that could be really creepy. But they, instead, they just have the POV in the beginning for some reason. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. And, like, I know it was for the reveal that, like, oh, it's a child, but...
0: But you can see his head. You can tell it's a little kid.
1: It was a choice.
0: Yeah. And I do feel like, although I'm sure this came later, I'm sure it's from this movie, unless there is, I don't know, I'm not super familiar with 60s horror movies. I feel like most of it comes from the 80s and later, or even earlier 70s horror movies. But, like, were POV shots a big part? Like, was it just like, oh, you gotta have your POV shot somewhere? Or is this the movie that created the trope?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Because
0: if it was already a trope, I could see it a little more of like, well, this is what people expect. Let's start off this way and then be like, oh, shit, it's a kid. And then have less and less tropes as the movie goes on.
1: Yeah. And like I did, a, I tried to do a little bit of research, but I did not like, I waited too long to like do that. The Rachel method. (laughs) (laughs) And so like I got to like, one of the sites I like for like TV tropes and stuff and movie tropes. And but I didn't have enough time to like figure out exactly when different things started. And, and that's one of those things where I'm like, I would be interested to see like how influential that was.
0: Absolutely. Or if it
1: was a throwback or like where yeah. it falls in that timeline.
0: Yeah. Cause that would probably change my scores a little bit in here if I knew
1: exactly like, was
0: this something new that it was doing or was it already a trope? I feel like it was something new, but I don't know that for sure.
1: Yeah. But like besides like that, like I really enjoyed what they did with the camera and the camera's movement and the way they staged scenes. And like it got it vastly improved once it was no longer POV.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, was there anything else you wanted to wanted to add for, for cinematography camera work?
1: Um, yeah, like, again, I really enjoyed it. I just am having, like, trouble pinpointing exactly, like, the specific shots or scenes that, like, justify my scores. (laughs) But it's just a gut feeling that led to my scores.
0: That's fair. Uh, What was your total score, then?
1: Yeah,
0: 8.7. Oh, wow. That's another, Wow, that's the biggest discrepancy so far. Mine was only a 6.5.
1: I can see that. Yeah, I
0: thought it was fine. It it exceeded expectations, but... So that's going to bring us to... Editing special effects, um, which honestly is the same as the last category, I'm like, I don't think I have much to say specifically. I mean, there were no bad edits.
1: It was really hard for me to, like, score this category just because it, there wasn't really anything that stood out besides, yeah. you know, it being a solid, really good movie. So I kind of, like, scored it off of that. and That's fair. like the special effects that I was thinking of were, like, the use of blood... Michael Myers falling off of the, the balcony.
0: True. Yeah.
1: And I guess like people falling out of cabinets or like when it, like Bobby swings down.
0: Yeah.
1: Like those are the only ones I could really think of.
0: Yeah. There wasn't much. I pretty much uh, did the same thing as you. Where I'm like, well, I guess like, I guess blood and I guess, yeah, all the more, which I'm sure. 99% of it, if not all of it, was, I mean, it was practical. This was before, before you had, like, CG blood spray and things like that.
1: That may have been traumatizing if it was, like, this movie, but with a little bit of, like, CGI blood sprays. <laughs> it's, like, so out of place. Yeah. Yeah, like, for this, I gave it AIDS across the board. It all worked well together. Nothing seemed too out of place for the editing or special effects or it just, it looked, it looked really good.
0: That's fair. I did, I did a similar thing. I just gave it sixes across the board. I thought everything was good. I thought about just doing fives down the line. So I was like, well, I mean, everything was fine. Nothing really stood out as bad or good, which is usually kind of how I rate as I'm like, well, if nothing was good, nothing was bad. That's kind of down the line average in my book, which I consider a five. But I did feel like the movie as a whole worked so well that I didn't want to just do a five. But I didn't quite feel comfortable going into the exceeds expectations range either. So I was like, I just don't know. So I struggled with it for longer than was probably necessary. <laughs> but I, I settled on on sixes down the line, which might be too harsh. I don't know. And it's such a hard category to, to score when you don't know the raw footage and you don't know what they have to work with. It's so yeah. hard.
1: And this movie where it's just so I don't, I don't want to say basic, but it's just very.
0: It's it's a simpler.
1: Yeah. It doesn't get uh, too crazy.
0: Yeah, as far as like production and everything goes, it's it's simple. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's not inception. (laughs) All right. Well, that was a quick one. Was there anything you want to add before we move on? Oh, no. All right. That was another pretty big discrepancy (laughs) in eights and I did sixes. I thought for sure we're going to have really close scores by the end, and now I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, so that's going to bring us this category. I definitely have a lot to talk about, and that's going to be sound. Um, I definitely have have one score that was really high and one score that was really low, and everything else was, was in the meets expectations range. Uh, how about you before I just go off?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a higher score. There's one that's lower, and there's... Three between those two points.
0: All right. Sounds like we're about on the same page. What was your lower score?
1: My lowest was for sound effects. Okay. And it was a six. Okay. And it just, there were too many. And they kind of were a little too ridiculous. That's fair. Like.
0: They were a little cartoon, especially even, even just like the stabbing. Yeah. It was kind of just stabbing a tomato and amplifying the sound a bunch. Like, I don't know.
1: And, like, when Michael Myers, like, breaks down the closet doors, all those little, like, you know, pieces of wood just come, like, it sounds like they pushed over a tree. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
1: I don't think those little pieces of wood are going to make that much noise. Yeah. It was, I don't know, like, it just, they got, they were too excited about that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I gave, um, I gave sound effects of 4.5 for pretty much all the same reasons, um man, you said six was your lowest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I gave overall sound mix, I gave it a three. I didn't think it was a very good sound. It got better as the movie went on. I'll give it that. But the whole first act, like every time they played the music, it was so loud, and then they'd have people just talking about these mundane conversations, you can barely hear what they're saying, and then this like psychoesque music is playing so loudly. Like I kept turning it up and then I'm like, surely as soon as Michael Myers shows up, this is going to be way too loud. Um, And it just seems fair. I mean, like I said, it got better, especially the dialogue definitely evened out by the end. But there just seemed like a lot of inconsistencies in the levels throughout. And it just, it bothered me enough where I was like, I can't, uh, I can't say that this meets expectations. This is definitely, definitely below expectations, so I a three for the overall sound mix.
1: <laughs> I, went, I went a little higher now and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and so that was sound mix or sound design?
0: Uh, I did sound mix for that one.
1: I need it an eight. Okay. I, for how I feel about the sound effects, I did think that everything else in that world sounded nice. Yeah. Okay. That it felt realistic sound wise, that they didn't get too crazy other than that. It was quiet, and I couldn't decide if that was something in, like, going from, like, film to DVD or whatever. Yeah,
0: that, that does happen a lot, too, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know, I liked the, the overall. Overall, I liked the sound mix, just not yep. the sound effects.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: And, like, compared to other horror movies where it's just, at tens, not, like, On on the score, but like, they just have the pedal to the metal and they're just like, we're going to make this as loud and fast as possible. Yeah. And I like that there were variations in the music and just in everything else.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, was that your, your high or do you have something even higher?
1: I did give score and soundtrack the highest out of 10. Okay. Because that, that piano, that's iconic. Like, you hear that, those like, what, like five or six notes and you know exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And anything else. Like it was a it was a solid score, but like that piano, that tens a ten. 110.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright, I did a that was also my highest score, but I didn't go quite as high. I gave it a 7.5. Um, I do agree that the theme is is obviously very, very iconic and very ubiquitous. Like so you play it, it's like, oh, Halloween. Um, so I definitely, that's, that's a big reason why the score got boosted for me. But I felt like it was perhaps overplayed a little bit. There were a few points in the movie, not often, to its credit, but there was probably maybe just one or two points in the movie where I was like, ugh, song again. <laughs> it, just, it just seemed a little too repetitive. And then it was very, like, I like that it's kind of an homage to Psycho, and it's not the same exact thing. It's, you know, it's different. It's piano. It's not the... Is it a theremin in Psycho? I don't even know what it was. Oh, I don't know. I want to say it was a theremin, but I don't even know if that's right. Whatever instrument it was. But yeah, so I like that it's kind of an homage to Psycho, but still is its own thing. But it still seemed a little too derivative at times. That's I don't know. fair. It's... Now I'm doubting if it is, though, i like... I don't know. There's always like a fine line between homages and ripping something off. And I feel like this is 97% an homage. And then like 3% is like, eh, maybe it's a little too close or a little too much or something. So maybe, maybe I'll go, I'll go up to an eight and think I was maybe a little too harsh on it for that. Oh my. Um, so I'll go up to an eight for score and soundtrack.
1: Yeah. It would have been nice if they did some variations on it. Yeah. Like in um, Jurassic Park. like Oh, yeah. They play that theme throughout the movie, but it's different variations of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite soundtrack, I think, ever. It's so
1: good. It's just so epic. like Yeah. It just makes it, like, you can just like hear, listen to it, and it just makes whatever you're doing so much more epic.
0: Right? I listen to it at work sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's so good.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. It makes me happy. I I just found out we're kind of sort of allowed to listen to music at work. And so I've like I've been slowly building a playlist over the last like week and right now it's not very long. So I listen to that song at least once a day because it pops mm. up. I'm just like, yeah, Jurassic Park theme song, let's go. Mm. <laughs> and it gets me pumped up every time. Fun fact, this song is also on there and it makes me laugh. Like I'm just like, hey, listening to the Halloween theme <laughs> while writing reports. It just amuses me. Uh, was there anything else
1: you wanted to add for sound? Okay, so one thing that I really liked, and I don't know if it was just like way too out of place and way too on the nose, but I liked it. It's when Lori and Annie and Linda go their separate ways and she's walking down the sidewalk and Michael Myers pops out from you know uh, from behind her from oh, the bushes yeah, yeah, yeah. and staring down the sidewalk watching her walk away from him. And she was like singing a little song to herself. I don't know the song, but the lyrics were something along the lines of like, I can't wait to get for us to be alone. Just me and you.
0: Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I just thought that was a nice little like foreshadowing. It wasn't too much. She didn't see the whole, sing the whole song. I think it was like a few bars. And yeah, and it just was was just enough to make it like, uh oh, yeah. Little do you know, Lori.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I enjoyed it. It may have been yeah. too on the nose, but that's okay with me.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that scene. It does make me... Every time I see something like that in a movie, I'm like, do a lot of people just walk down the sidewalk and sing to themselves?
1: I, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard because we both live in close proximity to other people. And it's... I feel like where we live, it might not happen like in a suburb. Where it's more mm-hmm. likely... Because I feel like I hear people singing all the time around my plays like very loudly very poorly <laughs> huh. but yeah I mean in a suburb I don't know
0: yeah hmm. alright I was just curious other people I'm like is this just because I'm so musically untalented or is this really a weird trope that never happens in real life I don't know a
1: little, little of both little maybe of
0: both? yeah that's fair That's I feel like that's most of movies a <laughs> little of both <laughs> uh we give our final scores yet for so i don't think we have no all right uh what was what was your final score
1: an 8.2 Whew,
0: another uh, another big discrepancy now i'm feeling like i'm being too harsh i just um, really like this movie that's fair um i gave it a 5.2 it was uh there was definitely some high points but that sound mix really tracked the score down for me just didn't meet expectations so i didn't like it
1: totally fair
0: mostly in the first act it got it got a lot better as the movie went on but i just felt like i was constantly like i'm gonna turn this up a little bit more but i i am waiting for that moment where i'm gonna have to turn it way down and even like at the end of the movie you know the credits play and then it jumps to the main menu and the main menu was so much louder than the credits that were playing the exact same song as the main menu so it's like okay i'm not crazy and it could very well be, I mean, maybe whoever burned the DVD, like, maybe it was just a bad mix. Like, maybe it's not the movie's fault, it's whoever, you know, authored the DVD or whoever, sure. whatever, did the sound mix for the DVD release. These are these are words people use when talking about DVDs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I use them all the time.
0: Yeah. All right, so that's going to bring us to one I've been waiting to talk about, and that's aesthetics. There's definitely one thing I'm, like, dying to say, but... I don't want to just jump in with my weird thing. So, what are uh, what are your thoughts off the bat? Anything, anything bad? Anything really good? Anything?
1: The one know. thought I have is I want to hear what you have to say on that. <laughs> my interest is piqued. So, I can't I can't think about anything else now.
0: So I didn't know if this should go under props or costumes. I guess Ooh. it's mostly costumes, mm. but the Michael Myers mask. I cannot watch this movie without being like, that's William Shatner.
1: <laughs>
0: and they didn't even do a good job of making it not look like William Shatner. It is just a bleached kind of beat up William Shatner mask. Like it's it's just William Shatner.
1: It's William Shatner after a bad weekend.
0: <laughs> right. Like, so I don't even know if I should take points off or give points, because he did just go to a store and steal a mask. This was the 70s. I'm sure Star Trek was still a big... I mean, Star Trek now is still a big thing, and he was in other things after that. I don't know if he was particularly popular in 78, because he went to, like, a hardware store to steal that mask, too, which is also weird. So it's like, I think this is just supposed to be a weird generic mask.
1: Yeah. It's and a it's, William
0: Shatner mask.
1: Yeah. Like, what were the the legal repercussions of it, if any...
0: I don't think there were any they I don't think William Shatner was very happy about it when he found out. (laughs) But I don't think he could do anything. Although maybe they did get sued because I feel like it was a big deal. Because they just like like, oh, yeah, we'll just make it not look like him. It'll be fine. And then it still kind of looked like him. And then word got out that that's what they did. And yeah, I don't know if there were any if there were any legal, legal repercussions or if a couple people were just mad.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if they like changed it for the second movie at all, or if it was just like, well, this is what we're doing.
0: I feel like it's still, cause even in the new Shatner. Previews, Yeah, even in the previews for the new movie, I'm still like, it looks a little different, but still pretty much just looks like William Shatner. And I'm sure if I had never known that piece of trivia, I wouldn't be like, Hey, you know who he looks like? <laughs> looks like William Shatner. Like, I don't think my brain would go there. Sure. But knowing that that's what it is, it is all I can see. It's like, yep, it's right
1: there. That's that's what it is. And like, well, I don't know, whenever it was when I watched this movie that for the first time, I would, I think after the movie, there was like a behind the scenes thing that aired with it. Okay. And they talked about that and my mind was like, whoa, my mind is blown. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like for a fifth or sixth grader, probably not that impressive compared to like now where where if I found that out for the first time, I'd be like, yeah. That's that's a Shatner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did just find I realized I'm like, this is probably the very first piece of trivia that pops up on IMDb. Um, It was the second, but I still found it easily. So this is this is the deal on the mask. Uh, Due to its shoestring budget, the prop department had to use the cheapest two dollar mask they could find in the costume store. A Star Trek 1966 William Shatner mask. Ouch. (laughs) They later spray painted the face white teased out the hair oh the hair was on the mask that makes sense okay and reshaped the eye holes Shatner admitted that for years he had no idea his likeness was used for this film it was only during an interview that someone mentioned his mask was being used he has since stated that he is honored by this gesture that does not sound like something William Shatner would say
1: but maybe he was a few adult beverages into (laughs) his day when he I am honored by that (laughs) I just, like, wish that it was, like, not just William Shatner's mask, but William Shatner's, like, speech pattern that Michael Myers had. (laughs) Barbara, I am coming to get you.
0: (laughs) That would have been amazing. (laughs) So now that that's out of the way, and I'm not going to be distracted by William Shatner mask in my head, (laughs) what what were some of your thoughts in this department?
1: Yeah, so, staying on the mask for a moment. That and... The mechanic suit. Yeah. Like, that alone gave costumes a 10. That's just so important to this franchise. Like, that's the symbols that everyone remembers. Those are the symbols everyone remembers. Yeah. They're just so simple, but so terrifying.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: In contrast, I gave, like, makeup a 6.
0: Me too, actually.
1: There just didn't seem to really be that big of a thing. Yeah. It just seemed like everyone had a very like just sort of natural look
0: <laughs> sort yeah. of so yeah, sort of natural but also you can tell that they're wearing a bunch of makeup it's kind of i feel like that was the late 70s look yeah before the 80s when things got crazy uh. <laughs> i don't know why i said it that way
1: it was fitting it was fitting and like here got like a seven because me too it was like it was very time appropriate but it was just so fried dry i'm like does no yeah. one have a little bit of conditioner? like?
0: I noticed that with Jamie Lee Curtis, I was like, her hairstyle is really cute, especially for like 78 when it could so easily be like, oh, Farrah hair. Okay, that's the route we're going. I'm assuming by 78. I don't know if that was still a thing or if it was a thing I'm yet. sure. I feel like just all of the 70s was fair hair. Someone who didn't live in the 70s speaking here. So <laughs> that might be an overgeneralization. But regardless, I was like, oh, so this is like a cute 70s hairstyle. I was like, man, it's really like frizzy.
1: It looked texturally unpleasant. That could not have been comfortable to be wearing.
0: Right? I wonder how much of that has to do with all the lights they were under. Would that dry up your hair? Because those get really hot. Like, it's not just the light. Like, I wonder if it was just hard to keep. But then I'm trying to think. I was like, is that an issue on other movies from that time period? I don't feel like it was an issue on Carrie, which is the big movie that I jumped to with this time period.
1: I just think that's the Mm -hmm. look they went with. Because. Yeah,
0: interesting choice. Although maybe it was in in the 70s. I don't know if it was. It shouldn't have been.
1: <laughs> that is a very true statement. But like even like with all those issues, like I super enjoyed all the aesthetics. It was a very solidly built world. Everything was consistent and it just everything felt like it belonged in this place.
0: Absolutely. I also loved that it was like, I mean, it was super dated. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I can pretty much tell within a couple year. If I didn't know this was made in 70, I could look at this and be like, late '70s, right here. But it was like the good kind of dated, or it wasn't like, oh man, what were people thinking back then? Like, I feel like, I don't know, there's just certain fashion trends and certain things. that are like, oh man, this does not look good in retrospect. And for the most part. I mean, the outfit Jamie Lee Curtis was wearing in the beginning was a little over the top, where it was like, I don't even, I loved the tights. I got, you know, can't go wrong with tights. But then it was like, it was just a very old lady outfit, which I think was intentional. Like, oh, look how dull she is. She's the good girl.
1: She likes books, not boys.
0: (laughs) Right? But then I loved her outfit at the end. It was like the blue, like bell-bottom pants and the... Like, the oh, collar shirt. Yeah, like, I would legit wear that outfit right now. That is a really cute outfit. Like, I was really digging it. So, yeah, I just, I thought that the costume choices was like, okay, even though this is super dated, this is, like, the good kind of dated where it's, like, fun and, I guess, nostalgic, even though I never lived in that time period. It's like, that weird, like, oh, I'm, like, nostalgic for something I never experienced, which I guess is why retro is a thing. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know, or maybe there's another word that I'm looking for besides nostalgia that would better fit, but I feel like, I don't know, it's that similar feeling of like, oh yeah, when that was popular and I wasn't alive yet.
1: Sure, just that joy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I really appreciated how they had like the beaten up Michael Myers house after we see it like all lived in and stuff. Yeah. I just wish that it was, we saw it like during the day from the inside, more so. Yeah. it was just, like, almost too dark to really appreciate what they had, like, done to make it look run down and... Oh, what's that word? Um,
0: Dilapidated?
1: Oh, that's a good word, too. Yes. (laughs) That's fancier than what I was going for, so (laughs) let's use that one. Like, they took time to beat that house up and... Yeah, absolutely. Like, think about, like, how this would have aged and... I appreciate that there was a dead animal that they don't show. Yeah. And I'm like okay, good. We don't need to see it. Yeah, just tell us it's there and move on. And exactly what that's exactly what they did. So yeah, I was really confused with like what all of the, like the major props were besides like the knives.
0: Yeah, there weren't a lot of props. I still gave I gave sets location subcategory and the props category both eight point fives largely for the houses more than anything else like it just like they felt lived in each one felt a little bit different than the next while still feeling like yeah this seems like a neighborhood they're all basically the same but a little different personalities in each one and it's like kind of lumped props into the kind of like the the set design I guess even though that's still sets but just like the individual things but nothing was really beach I guess the cars kind of and phones, I guess. I mean, nothing really creative. Nothing that the props department would have to go out and make something ultra-specific. But I did think everything felt really lived in. Yeah. So that was the biggest reason why I gave props the same as, as sets and locations.
1: Cool, I like it.
0: And I guess the mask. I'm still torn on it, That.
1: I think that's a costume.
0: It seems more costumey, but...
1: Because that's, that's his face. Like, it's a mask, but it, I mean... That's, that's his face. That's, that's him.
0: Yeah. That's, that's
1: part of his I don't know, everyday. but then,
0: but the whole, like, like, oh, they had to go out and buy a cheap mask and do do all these things to alter it. Like, that just seems so much, like, prop design. Like, that seems like something the prop department would do, but then it's definitely a part of the character design, which would be more costumes.
1: Um, I mean, like, that's how, like, you, you tailor costumes, so.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So I guess that's how my mind yeah. classified it.
0: Yeah, I guess it makes more sense, and costumes and i think i've just been overthinking it lately because i recently found out that eyeglasses are handled by the props department not costumes department. So anytime you see someone wearing glasses in a movie it was the props department that came up with it not the costume designer huh so now i'm like like i think i'm going into way too specific of details to like was this a costume designer or a prop master that came up with this it's like that really doesn't matter for the grid it's like was this a costume or a prop Costume.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it depends on the character too.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense.
1: That blows my mind though.
0: Right? I do they that. have
1: huge feuds. Like when like <laughs> they have like when when costumes want this specific pair for this character and probably with this other pair for this character, and they're just like, no.
0: <laughs> I don't know how that works. I found that out on the uh on an audio commentary for an episode of Agents of Shield of all things.
1: Huh. Very random.
0: It was very random, but I was like, thanks for the trivia. I will use that way more often than anyone should. (laughs) (laughs) Case in point.
1: (laughs) There were some impressive glasses in this movie, though.
0: There were some very 70s glasses that I was like, I don't know if that's hideous or if I want them.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like looking at all these characters, it just made me so happy and... Like no one really sought out like a sore thumb besides like the police officer because it looked so generic, and just almost like costumey. Yeah. Like I know it's a police uniform, all that, but like it looked costumey even. Yeah. He also, I couldn't stop thinking that I'm like, is this Paul Lind? I'm like, I know it's not, but I'm like, he looks like Paul Lind. I'm like. (laughs) If he was a little bit sassier, I would have been convinced it was, but... (laughs) Yeah. Random, random thoughts. (laughs) Um, was there anything that you all, that you wanted to touch on with aesthetics?
0: I think that's about it. How about you?
1: No, I think I covered all of my, all of my talking points.
0: All right, what was your total score?
1: A 7.6.
0: All right, we're back to being very close. Um, somehow I got higher than you. I got a 7.8 for this one.
1: Huh. Okay. Okay.
0: So that's going to bring us to impact on film. This one's going to be divided up into critical impact, audience cult impact, and historical inspirational impacts. Uh, do you have any thoughts to to kick the conversation off?
1: Basically, I looked at like Metacritic. What was? Oh no, maybe it wasn't Metacritic. I looked at something that gave some reviews from the nineteen seventy eight movie. Okay. And there were so many that were very happy with it and gave it high scores that I ended up just giving critical impact a nine because for a horror movie to get great scores from movie critics in 1978, that's a hard feat to do.
0: Yeah. That's still hard. I mean, and it was hard until the last couple years, I guess. Sure. I think get out kind of changed people's minds finally.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I had very similar thoughts. I gave it an eight out of 10 for pretty much the same reasons. I mean, critics loved it and they love it now still. Probably
1: more than then, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, how about
0: for our audience cult impacts?
1: So both that and historical inspirational impact both got tens. I mean, it's iconic. Like, there's a reason there's a, another one coming out 40 years after the first one.
0: Yeah.
1: And they haven't really changed the way Michael Myers looks or the ways the movie sounds. It doesn't need much more of, like, a plot to it because it's Michael Myers likes to stab people. Lori likes to not be stabbed. It's a good fit.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, like, it's just a very classic, like, costume, Halloween costume, and all of the references that other movies have made to, it, and TV shows have been made to it, and it's just so major.
0: Absolutely. I had very similar thoughts. I gave it a 9 for both instead of a 10, though. I mean, audience of Colton Bach, that one's pretty self-explanatory. But, yeah, the fact that they can not only are they doing a sequel 40 years later, People are really excited about it. It was announced at Comic-Con. Like, what? (laughs) It's (laughs) bonkers. The whole impact for sure is huge. And the historical and inspirational impact, it, you know, kickstarted Jamie Lee Curtis's career. This was her start. It changed the horror genre by introducing us to teen slasher movies. I started that off like it was going to be a long list of things. I guess it's mostly those two. Well, I just kick off the franchise, I suppose. Uh, that's, you know, this is one of the most well-known horror franchises out there. So, yeah, nines for both of those for me, easily. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so what does the, what do those average out to for you?
1: A 9.67.
0: All right, mine was a, an 8.67.
1: That makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's going to bring us to overall enjoyment did you enjoy this movie
1: eh, <laughs> of course yeah I, got, I gave it a 10 <laughs> all right I mean I think a lot of my scores indicated that yeah so yeah 10 it was it was very enjoyable
0: all right uh, I gave it a seven out of 10 just still uh, right in the middle of the exceeds expectations range I'm looking at that and wondering if I should have gone up a little bit higher because I do really like this movie. But I feel like there were enough things that kind of annoyed me, mostly. I mean, it just keeps coming back to those darn friends that I, I already forgot their names. Uh, Linda and Annie, That there it is. Um, like, their scenes kind of drag down my enjoyment. And I'm just not getting enough explanation about Michael Myers. Like, I don't need you know a whole movie that's explanation. I don't need things over explained, but I would prefer a little bit of explanation. At least to the point of like is this dude supernatural or not? Like can he die? It kind of seems like he can't. He was shot several times and stabbed several times and just got up and walked away and fell from a balcony. Yeah. Or a two-story window or whatever. Like it sure seems and he and he's just weirdly evil from like birth apparently or at least from age 6. So like, that seems obviously abnormal. And then his indestructibility. Like, I'm just like, I just want a little bit more explanation of, like, what is he? Is he sure. just an evil guy?
1: I mean, I think it's kind of like the t- the, the, there's all those, you know, phrases about different ages. So, there's the terrible twos, the satanic sixes, <laughs> and then, you know, the, the twisted 21st <laughs> <laughs> or sure. 23rd, whatever his age is. Yeah,
0: whichever, yeah. <laughs> That's one of his superpowers. He can age up a little bit faster than everybody else.
1: I still can't get over the fact that one of the friends stripped down, went to the laundry room, and somehow got tangled up trying to, like, leave the laundry room window. Right? How but, does that... At what point did you think, I've gone too far?
0: <laughs> right? The most ridiculous... I don't even know what the point of that was. For a second, I I thought for sure. I was like, oh, crap. Like, this kid's going to come into the laundry room and find a dead body. It's going to be so traumatic. And then, like, when she was in the window, I thought that she was going to, like, I don't know, be stabbed in the back or something. I'm like, no, she just got stuck. Okay. I mean, I'm glad for the kid that she's not traumatized for life, but... Well, I guess she kind of still will be traumatized for life. She still saw some shit, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if that scene did not go where I thought it was going to go. Um. Alright, then. I guess that just brings us to extra credit. Did you give this movie any extra credit?
1: Yeah, so I gave it one point for just, like, cementing my love of the genre. Alright. And make me want to see more movies like that. Yeah. It may have not been the most appropriate time to... Have my first viewing of it, but but it happened and I'm like, yeah, I could see more of these movies. Sure. All right. What about you?
0: I gave it two points, or I guess I should say I gave it uh, one point for two things. Um, The first one is just the William Shatner mask. It's so ridiculous. And like I said, it's one of those things where I was like, I don't know if I should take points off or give it points. I kind of feel like both would be appropriate reactions. And then I just kind of settled for giving it extra credit, I guess. <laughs> so. That's funny. Yeah, so, but I just, it amuses me. So I gave it a little bit of extra credit for that. And then the fact that listening to the theme song at work makes me happy for some reason. Uh, I can't quite explain it because I didn't even, like, I knew it was from this movie, but I, like I said, I hadn't even seen it since high school. So it's not like I had, like, scenes in my head that I associated it with or anything really. It's just like, theme from halloween cool
1: oh yeah i've had like several remixes of that song on different cds of mine
0: yeah it's just fun yeah so and i think it's funny that i listened to that at work so i gave it uh, another half point so one point total for me for those two things all right well was there anything else that you would like to to add about halloween before we give our final scores
1: i think i think i'm good i think i got everything out of my system
0: (laughs) all right Uh, so what was your total score for halloween
1: and 81.07.
0: All right. That's a bit lower than yours, but not quite as much as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, 69.27 for me. On the high end of Exceeds Expectations. Or I guess in the in the mid-range for Exceeds Expectations.
1: It's a solid movie.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap up our discussion of Halloween. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Oh my gosh, Anytime.
0: Yeah, so it was super, super fun. Um, yeah, that's going to... Wrap it up. I'm losing my train of thought. It must be getting late. <laughs> um, so uh, join us next week. We're going to be talking about Beetlejuice. Tristan is going to be joining me for that one. Um, and then M will be back, I believe, two weeks from today for the last Marvel Monday of season one. We're going to be doing Age of Ultron. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not the last one of season one. Ant-Man comes after that randomly. Uh, but we'll be doing Age of Ultron. Tris- Tristan and M will be on that one. Uh, excited about that um so yeah uh subscribe on itunes so you don't miss an episode and if you could leave a review on itunes that would be super appreciated and will help us get more listeners uh yeah oh and if you want more information on the grid check that out over at grittyfilms.com slash the grid and that's grittyfilms spelled g-r-i-d-d-y films.com slash the grid uh that's gonna do it thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time